Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Yes, guys, I'm Sai. Welcome to Ace Podcast Nation. Welcome to our Cardiff City Championship show, the weekly show where we talk all things Cardiff City, but also also, we'd like to add a bit of championship in. And, of course, this week is the game that we all look out for in the calendar. All us Cardiff fans, the Swansea fans, we all look out for this, this fixture in the calendar. It's always a big one. Uh, guys, if you prefer your podcast in audio form, then please do check out the Sports Social Podcast Network, the uh, the best podcast network out there, the only all-sports podcast network in the UK, and uh, they feature some of the biggest sports podcasts in the world. You can check out anything from David Siemens football podcasts and rugby podcasts and all the rest of it. Check out the sportssocial.co.uk, including all of Ace Podcast Nation's content. And if you'd like to support Ace Podcast Nation, then of course you know what to do. Patreon.com slash Ace Podcast Nation. The more members that we get there, the more content we can do, including adding match reactions to the uh, to the roster of content, which is insane at the moment. This week. The roster of content, the content coming out at Ace Podcast Nation this week is ridiculous. We have the Cardiff City Show, or Cardiff and Swansea preview live tonight. We have the Roger Giggs on football tomorrow and the special introduction episode of Rise of the Panthers ahead of the season, the new season, season premiere of Rise of the Panthers on Friday, following a grassroots football team from Cardiff. As they uh, have game week one, they played their first game of the season last Saturday, having jumped up two leagues following promotion. Uh, how did they get on? It's very interesting. That series will include match highlights, interviews with the players, interviews with the managers, and, of course, voiceovers from myself. It's going to be a very fun series. Remember why you fell in love with football all those years ago. Take it back to grass, grassroots, grassroots. Uh, 
it's a fun series. It, it, I got to be honest, it's been a lot of fun making that first episode this week. So um, do yourself a favor after Roger Giggs and football tomorrow, download or watch the uh, introductory episode, which is a, a sit down interview with the manager. And he basically tells the story as we sat down, me and him sat down at Italy Media. And we told the story of the team and like the overall story of the team is it's a bit of a heart-wrenching one, which then kind of develops into one of, of pride and happiness. And it's a mental thing. But um, please do check it out tomorrow after Roger Giggs and Football. Introductory episode, Friday night, the premiere episode of Rise of the Panthers, including highlights from Match Week 1. It's... Uh, it doesn't disappoint, I'll tell you that much. There's goals, there's fights, there's there's all sorts. No problem. Get in there. However, we know what we're all here for. We're all here to talk Cardiff City versus Swansea. So why don't we do just that? Um, obviously, being a Cardiff City show, we are predominantly going to focus on Cardiff City. So what we're going to do is we're going to talk Swansea first, as you do. Um, because we're not going to talk for that, talk about them for for a massive amount of time. Um, listen, it's uh, if Swansea win on Saturday, there's five on the bounce that they've won South Wales derbies, and I think you'd be foolish to look at the form table and go, "Oh yeah, Cardiff going to win that easily." For whatever reason, probably a whole host of different reasons, Cardiff City have not turned up in the South Wales derby for a for a. For a while, if we're being honest, for whatever reason, the players freeze or players didn't care enough. I don't know what it is, but unfortunately, they just haven't turned up. However, on the subject of not turning up, Swansea City have not turned up for this season yet. It has been, if you're a Swansea fan, painful viewing. Um, They sit down there in the bottom three. They only have two points for the season. They've lost three of the last five games, and um, it's been a, di- a difficult start. But then I compare the teams that Swansea have, play- have played, and I compare the teams that Cardiff have played in the opening five games. And I would argue that Cardiff have had a much tougher, on paper, opening five games. Not that Swansea have had easy games, but by any means. But um, so they started off with a home game against Birmingham, I think. You should be looking to win your home games. They drew that one all. They played in the EFL Cup against Northampton Town. They won that comfortably, I would imagine, with a, a rotated team. Then they were away to West Brom. That is a, a very tough game. They lost that 3-2. Then they were home to Coventry. Again, it's not an easy game by any means, but you should be looking to win your home games. They drew that. And then they lost away at Preston uh, 2-1, where they were particularly poor. And... Then in the EFL Cup, they lost 3-2 to Bournemouth before losing against Bristol City 2-1 at home. Um, And this was the one where, if I'm a Swansea fan, I'm starting to worry because I thought Swansea were, what's the word, dreadful uh, against Bristol City. Bristol City were convincing winners and ultimately, even though Swansea took the lead, I believe, uh Bristol could have it could have been three, four, five. Swansea were dreadful. But let let's be honest, okay? Form goes out the window in these types of games. These you know, these derby games, form goes out the window. 
And like I look at the Swansea team that they put out against Bristol, right? The starting eleven. And um, look, anyone who kind of follows my shows and, and particularly when I've talked about Wales, um, Ben Cabango, I'm a big fan of. I think he's a fantastic defender. He's a good footballer. I think he's good on the ball. He's good defending. Kyle Norton, very experienced defender. And Wood, I don't think that's a, a terrible back three. Um, it's then when you kind of move through the teams, I think that there's a bit more weakness. Um Cullen has picked up a few goals playing in that sort of that role just behind the striker. They they almost play two number tens behind Yates, but um, their squad is is just nowhere near what it, it it has been in years go by on paper. But again, I say form just doesn't matter. It just doesn't matter. And Swansea will, if I'm Swansea. Open in five minutes. I'm going to try and kill the crowd, control the ball, try and hit Cardiff on the break. But most of all, just keep the ball. That's what my game plan would be, just to quieten down the crowd. Because if it stays nil-nil, if Swansea can nick a goal on the break, the crowd will get tense. The crowd will get frustrated simply because of recent, recent times in the South Wales derby. We all know how bad Cardiff have been in this fixture. It won't take a lot for the crowd to become anxious. Um, and Swansea have to play on that. You know, Michael Duff has got to set him up to do so. Um, I'm going to talk about what I think there's a possibility that Baliu may do for Cardiff. I've got um, a few theory, a couple of theories. Um, I do think he's going to come up with something a bit outside the box. And I think he's going to have a plan for this game. Um, there's two ways I think he could possibly go. Uh, Swansea obviously play the three at the back, which Cardiff have done in uh, in recent times. Uh, unfortunately, as we talked before, when they rotate the side in the EFL Cup, it works very well. When they play it with the first team, it doesn't seem to go as well. But um, look, anyone who's thinking Swansea being rubbish this year and it's going to be a walkover for Cardiff, I think you'd be maybe kidding yourself, a bit overconfident in that in that case. Honestly, um, simply because I believe that the Swansea players will be up for it. They're coming off a break. So that bad form is not as fresh in the memory. We know how they will try to play football, although they, they their football has not been good this year either. Their, their traditional way of playing has not been very Swansea-like either. Swansea-like either. Um, but let's have a look at some of the comments and see what you guys are saying so far. Jaden says, can't wait for Saturday. Uh, Reese says he's dreading Saturday. Never turn up. Matthew, late to the party. Welcome. O'Dowd is out for Saturday, says Jaden. Yeah. Um, Will says it's going to be a difficult game, but hoping we smash them. Reese says uh, Swans always go into this game in shit form. They take us apart and uh, buy their manager more time. Jack, mate, uh, Jack, mate of mine, said last season he knew beating us would buy Martin time and they wanted him gone. I um, think this game needs a Cyprus and a Wintel front two in front of the defence as we need legs, as we know they love to move the ball around. Uh, I think Rawls will be just chasing the ball otherwise. So, yeah, I think, um, I, I certainly think there's an argument for that. But I think in defence or against that, maybe, is the Swansea haven't been moving the ball very well this year. They haven't been 
playing in that traditional Swansea way and they haven't been playing good football. They were awful against um, Bristol City at home as well, that was. And they were they were just not very good. Um, Bristol had 16 shots on goal, uh, only four on target, both teams. But I mean, they were just, Swansea just weren't good. Bristol had eight corners as well. It's, it's difficult, mate, right? It's difficult. Um, Jane says we're due a big win. Yeah, we are. We are. Cardiff are due a win, let alone a big win. Um, Bristol had two or three goals disallowed. Yeah, it's, uh, Bristol, Bristol would be decent. But I just thought, ultimately, Car uh, Swansea were not. Swansea were dreadful. They haven't been good all season, which is a problem. Um, <clears throat> so, moving on to Cardiff. I think the manager is going to have a plan. Um, there's two kind of ways I'm leaning towards, which I'm, you know, and I'm guessing um, just by what I've seen of him and, and what I think he might do, players in and players out. So first of all, I'm gonna what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna show you the team that I would pick. Um, oh, let me do. He says, uh, da -da 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 -da. Yeah, so this is the side that I would pick marginally there's a few marginal decisions in here um let's see if i can bring it up on my screen do -do 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 -do. but yeah let me go on let let me know what you guys would like to like what your side would be but this is what i would pick not what i think the manager would pick um so i've gone with romeo at right back and i've gone perry ng at left back I don't think this is a game where you can carry someone. And for whatever reason, Jamalu Collins has looked a bit shaky recently. So I would take him out of the firing line for this game. Um, I would go with McGuinness and Gutas for this game purely because they've played together the most. Uh, you know, you've got the the Panzo, the new, new centre-back. But I, I think Gutas and, and McGuinness have, have probably... In the right to keep that keep that place. Um, I've gone with Jack Alnwick. I don't think that's the, what the manager will pick. Then I've gone with Syopis, and I think it is a bit of a, a coin toss with who I would go for with between Rawls and Wintle because I think Swansea will try and get at us, particularly with three at the back in the wide areas. So I think you need legs. I've gone for Rawls because I I've decided that Swansea haven't been as good as they have previously on the ball this season. So, Joe Rawls has been excellent since Iopis has come in. He's been back to his self from a few years ago. Um, I've then gone with Carlin Grant off the left. I thought he was excellent against Ipswich, particularly in the first half. I thought he really got him and uh, I thought he really drove. I thought he did a good job. Um, obviously, we saw Tanner on the right, but he got hauled off. Um, at halftime and then got a bit of criticism in the in the post-match. So with Bowler back, I'm very expecting, uh, very much expecting Josh Bowler to come in on the right, Ramsey for the left, Callum Robinson up front for me, if he's fit, he's the best finisher at the football club. So get him up there, get him behind, put him under pressure. Early goal settles Cardiff and I think we can go on and win it. But then it is difficult. Um, but this is what I think the manager will. So there's there's two things which I think the manager could possibly do. First of all, I think he could match up Swansea's system um, for obvious reasons to try and na negate their wing backs getting in around the sides. 
uh, particularly in the midfield areas. If you've got the two at the base or the, the pivot, you are susceptible to those sort of wing backs getting in that space. So if they were going to play this, I think obviously Panzo goes in there, McGuinness, Kutas is your free. Um, I've got Jack Armwick in there. That was only because um, this lineup builder website didn't have Runnison on it. So I think the manager will pick Runnison. I think he made that clear when he dropped down Nick. So so I'm thinking the manager picks. And remember, this is what I think the manager's going to do. Not necessarily what I would do. I think he goes um, Runnison as keeper, Panzo, McGuinness, Gutas as his three. Then I think Josh Bowler will be the right wing back, Perry NG on the left. Um, Syopis will play deeper as a sort of defensive midfielder. And then you've got Rawls. You may even see Syopis as a two with Ramsey in front. And then I've gone Carlin Grant and Ugbo. But it'll be more like Ugbo with Grant and Ramsey behind him, I would think. So that's what I think in terms of if the manager decides to go with matching up against Swansea system. If he doesn't and he sticks with what he knows, I um the three five two hasn't worked for Cardiff in the league. In the EFL Cup, it's worked very, very well. Uh in the league it has not. So this is potentially what I think he could do. I think he picks Collins. I think NG's right back. I think it'll be Runnison in goal because he's I think he'd made that clear that that's his number one when he dropped Olnwick in the last game. Um, it's disappointing. I don't think Olnick deserves that, and I think Olnick deserves to be the number one until he, you know, until he makes a mistake that costs him a space. Um, I think the manager will probably bring in Panzo and McGuinness um, to play alongside him. Although he might go with Gutas because that's his man. But I think Panzo was brought in for a reason. He's good on the ball. He's good defensively. I don't think he'll waste a great deal of time to bring him in. But like I said, when I did my prediction or what I would do, I would probably lean towards McGuinness and Gutas myself just because they've played together for this game. It's a big, big game. Um, then I'm guessing if you know if he goes with this 4-2-3-1, I think he will go with Wintle and Syopis. Gives you a bit more protection. Wintle's got the, the legs to sort of cover that wide area. Syopis has got the legs. So you may be able to protect yourself against those wing-backs. Ramsey can also drop in as well. And Bowler does... Uh, Bowler on the right, Grant on the left. Both will do the defensive work, which the manager wasn't happy that Tanner didn't do. Ramsey at 10. And again, I've gone with Robinson as the number nine. I, I think that was probably a bit hope more than anything because actually I think... The manager will go with Mete or Ugbo. And it's we've discussed before, it ultimately comes down to with those two. Do you go with Ugbo, who's got a knack of being in the right time at the right place, right place at the right time, sorry? Or do you go with Mete, whose finishing's been a bit wayward, but his link up play is, you know, night and day compared to Ugbo's? And it kind of goes like that. If I was choosing between those two, I'm going with Ugbo because I think you can get away with his link up play if you play him as an out-and-out nine. You've got Ramsey there to link everything in uh, together. So I think, yes, it's an interesting one. But I'd like to see Robinson in there. So I, I put him in there anyway. Um, I'm going to just take them off the screen because I don't like it. Uh, so let's have a look at some of the reactions to that. Uh, Tommy Tornado in the house says, please, please, please smash them. Uh, Reese says, they've been playing their fullbacks as centre-half. So... Firstly, if Ugbo plays, I wouldn't play Mete. Then play 
uh, when both play, one's on the wing and drifts narrow, offering no width. Yeah, I think it's got to be Bowler and Grant. I Not that I, I think Tanner's done anything wrong, but the manager clearly was not happy with uh, with Tanner's performance. Sounds way he took him off at half-time and he, and he criticised him a little bit. And I, from what I gather, it was that he wasn't working back and helping the fullback. So, you know, you know you get that from Bowler. He will do the defensive work um, and Grant to a lesser extent as well. Uh, Jaden says town's going to be nuts on Saturday. Yeah, Saturday night in town is going to be absolutely just insane. I just, I don't even know what they're thinking. Um, Reese says, can't argue with that. Robinson owes his performance against them after the red card. But uh, their lot will target him now to try and get him to lose his cool again. Yeah, and he's got to, he's got to, he's ultimately, he's got to control himself and he's got to keep his head. And what a way, you know, what a way to repay the fans. What a way to repay himself is to start, perform, and really just, you know, get stuck in and score some goals. Uh, Reese says, I'd be disappointed if Runnison's ahead of Alnick. Alnick has done a solid job so far and disappointed to see him dropped. Yeah, I thought he was really, really unfortunate to be dropped. But I thought it sent a clear message that they brought Runnison in. And I think I had said that before. And Runnison had been brought in on loan to be the number one. It was just that they hadn't expected Alnwick to be quite so good, quite so dominant in his area. Shot everything about his game, actually, was has been superb all season. I thought he was very unfortunate to be dropped. And I felt like they should have kept him in until he made a mistake. Because I felt he'd earned it, but it's the man who's just got to make those tough decisions. He clearly wants Runnison for a reason. Uh, Jaden says Panzo McGuinness and Gutas is a back three. Yeah, I've got a feeling that's what he might do to match up the systems. And I, I, I can see the reasons why. I think it makes sense. Um, I think actually it could benefit us in some ways. I think the one issue is it is with no doubt of there, you've got to play probably Carl and Grant as the left wing back. Unless uh, I think I had NG at the left wing back, which is all right, like defensively, but I think you lose a bit going forward. Whereas Bowler can do the defensive bit and the attacking bit. And that's why O'Dowd is quite vital to that system because he can do the defensive work and the attacking. But I don't know. NG, I do like NG, so we'll see. Reese says, 70 minutes into the game, if their back line's looking tired, uh, Ruben and Tanner coming on will cause problems. Yeah, as long as they don't play Ruben Corwell that wide, mate, I'm, I'm all right. Um, Jaden says, not driving Saturday, easier to get the bus. Yes, I think you're right there, mate. It's, um, it's going to be interesting. I'm going to um, just bring this back up a minute because it's something I want to move on to discuss. Share that screen. The windows. Right. So you've got, with the three, so I think, like, Psyopis is, is naturally going to drop in. And then you can either have, like, Ramsey and Rawls play in front of him as, like, a two. So you've got, like, a traditional three in the midfield, central midfield. Or you can play Rawls alongside Syopis and then Ramsey in front, sort of behind in the hole between the midfield and the strikers. And I do think, like, Perry NG is the left wing back. So I thought about this a lot today. 
with O'Dowder out, what do you go with? Do you go with Carlin Grant off the left or Robinson off the left and try and, you know, use it more as an attacking outlet? But then you risk the whole point of potentially matching up their system is to negate their threats. Their threats, their biggest threats for me are the wide area, their two wing backs, and Cullen, who plays in that sort of number 10 just behind the striker role. So Siopis, you'd think, will be the one to, to or Wintle if they both play, will be the ones who will try and target Cullen, stop him getting starve him of possession, starve him of space, and try and do that. But then equally if you've got two wingers as your wing backs, you almost risk not what if one of them switches off just for a moment, um, the Swansea wing backs can be in, and then suddenly you can find yourself in a bit of trouble. You can have they can have a bit of an overload on the defense, or or they can have a bit of space to run at the defenders. And with all due respect to Gutas, you wouldn't fancy him one on one with a, a winger running directly at him. I think that could be problematic. <clears throat> So I think we, if we are going to match them up, we need to get the right personnel in there. And I don't actually think the personnel that I've predicted is necessarily the right personnel for that system against Swansea. Um, but I couldn't tell you off the top of my head who I think. I think Wintle potentially in there for Rawls and that um, Perry NG on the left worries me a little bit going forward but going back i think it's good um Ree says hope it's not too manic mate i'm working late saturday mate's picking me up and driving straight to the game so hoping to get there with some time to spare before kickoff yeah good luck with that my friend that ain't gonna be good um he also says uh i don't like the inverted fullback we play it seen teams exploit the space left when ng goes forward four two three one for me um, we've got the players to cause damage. We need to, we need them forward in space. Yeah, I think for the personnel we have, the four-two-three-one works the best. And I think if you put Wintle and Cyopis in there, it gives the defense a bit of protection. Ng will push up anyway, but I, I think I'd rather him see because Bowler cuts in. There's potential for NG to get up this right-hand side because because Bowler will cut in to try and get a shot off. So if NG can get up there, there's a lot of space. And because Swansea play three centre-backs, there is that space out wide if the wing-backs are out of position. Carlin Grant, I thought, did a really good job um, against Ipswich on the left. He, he beat his man. He put some good crosses in. He had a goal disallowed. Like He had a really sharp first half. So that's what we want to see, especially at home, in a South Wales derby, you want to see him really getting at those, uh, getting at those Swansea centre backs. Like just like I said about Gutas, if Swansea can isolate those wide players running at Gutas, I think it's a problem. I think if you can isolate any of that back Swansea back four versus Carlin Grant or Bowler, I think they'll they'll leave them on their ass. I've got to be honest. I think they're both quick, both skillful. They've both got a shot on them if they cut inside, but they can both go on the outside as well. Um, and look, Aaron Ramsey has been in sensational form. Um, we need a big, big performance from him as well. Um, you know, he's got to he's got to step up and and do his thing. It's 
these big games, these are the games we've signed him for, you know? These are the games where we're looking for him to step up and be the leader that he is. Yeah, it's going to be a very, very tense game. I think it's, I say it again, absolutely outrageous that it is a quarter, quarter to eight kickoff on a Saturday night. I, I cannot understand it. Um, it makes no sense to me. And remember, look, Swansea's manager has only been there since June, much like you know Cardiff's manager was in in the summer as well. So he's still finding his feet, still implementing his system. It just hasn't gone very well for Swansea so far this season. But don't let that kid you. A South Wales derby can go anywhere. But if Cardiff are going to break this kind of this run of four games, stop it going to five. Now, I think today, like this weekend's the weekend, they're in poor form. Cardiff have played well all season, really, apart from the QPR game was the one game. The one outlier for me was the, the QPR game. If it's tight and if it, you know, if Cardiff, uh, if it's tight, 1-0 Cardiff or something like that, 2-1, we have to stop this trend of late goals. We have to. And there's no better, no better time to do it. Michael Duff has earned promotion to the Premier League, I think, is it three occasions or two occasions? Um, he don't be don't be kidded into thinking he's a terrible, terrible manager by the way they've started. He has done some things, you know, he's got promoted to the Premier League a couple of times. He plays good football by and large, even if Swansea haven't been able to show it. Um, he also got promoted with Cheltenham in 2021 there's a reason they brought him in so we have to be aware of that um he's also done some i think he got some playoffs and things like that the the player for me like i know on the Cardiff city website it says opposition focus key player jerry yates who they signed in the summer um obviously is 26 years old scored 42 goals in 124 appearances with uh, Blackpool previously clearly a, a a good goal scorer at this level, but actually I think um, for me the player to watch is um, Liam Cullen. I think um, he's a really uh, tidy footballer. I quite think he could do some damage. Uh, he's a Wales under twenty under twenty one internationals made twelve appearances for the under twenty ones, and. Um, had a little loan spell at Lincoln previously, where he made 20 appearances and grabbed a goal. Uh, last year, he played 12 times for him, for the Jacks, and um, sorry, 14 times, including Cup. And then, sorry, that was the season before. And then last year, he made 30 appearances, scoring nine goals. He's a very tricky player. He's quite clever, and you don't want to give him too much space because he will do some damage. And I think that's where that Psyopis and Wintle combination could... That's why I think he might go for for Wintle as well as Psyopis, because Swansea play that system where they play two number 10s, and I think you need a bit of diff help for those defenders, especially if we do go with the 4-2-3-1. You need a bit of, bit of help with those number 10s, because they'll drop too deep for the centre-halves to, to, to follow them in. And um, yeah, I just I, Liam Cullen for me is the the one that I think we need to keep quiet. You'd like to think Cyopis can do a job on him, but 
let's not be naive and think that Swansea are doing terrible and we're going to come along. And what I hope we do, I hope we go and smash them into pieces. When you compare how Cardiff City have played this year, regardless of results, and you compare how Swansea have played this year so far in the first five games, when you compare how both teams have played, Cardiff are night and day the better team. means nothing. Cardiff have dropped some points they shouldn't have with late goals particularly. Swansea uh, picked up two points in total. So, it, you know, it is what it is at the end of the day. Uh, I do, however, believe that it's Cardiff's for the taking. And I think if Cardiff can... I think if Cardiff can do what they're able to do and play the way they have this year and they don't get overroared by the occasion, I believe that Cardiff will win if they play like they have this year so far. Um, I actually, as I said, when he signed, I think um, the signing of Jonathan Panzer will actually, I wouldn't go as far to say transform the way Cardiff play, but I think it will have a drastic effect on the way Cardiff play from the back because I think he's the one kind of central defender that we're missing is someone who's very, very good on the ball as well as able to defend. Not sure if this is the game to bring him in unless it's as part of a three. But long-term over the season, I think um, Panzo will be superb and I think he's going to be a real asset to how Cardiff want to play and how the manager wants to play. Um, shout out to Will, who's walking 23 kilometres from Astrid Manek to the Swansea game. Um, obviously, uh, raising yet more money. And uh, the, I think if I'm right in saying, mate, I've my head, the auction will be up on, or is up, or something like that. So uh, people will be going into hospitality, whoever won the auction. Fair play to you, my friend. Uh, the fisherman says, uh, the train's back. A crap, it's going to be a mad rush to a station. Yeah, nothing about it makes sense having it a quarter to eight on a Saturday night. Nothing about it. And I just think um, from the trains home to the people drinking in the day to the, the Rugby World Cup game on at tea time, it is just, it's just going to be brutal. Um, Will says, keep your eyes out for the bit on the big screens at halftime. Yeah, make sure you do. Support the boy. He's uh, he's doing that big old walk on the way to the game on Saturday to uh, continue and finish raising money for uh, the Peter Whittingham Foundation. If you haven't, make sure you donate to the Just Give In and all that good stuff. It's tremendous man. He is tremendous man. He is as well. Um, Tony Tornado says, score prediction. Well, you're pissing on my chips in you, mate. I was going to save that for the end. But go on, we'll go. Because uh, I might only do about 45 tonight. So... Score prediction for me, I think um, it's difficult in it because my heart says 10-0 Cardiff. Um, but I've got to be honest, my heart always says Cardiff and I find it difficult to predict against them. But I've got to be honest, I'm finding it difficult outside of um, recent history in the derby recent performances by Cardiff in the derby. I'm finding it difficult to find reasons why Swansea will beat Cardiff because I think Cardiff have been so much better when you compare the two teams and how they played this year. The team look like they're impl implementing the way the manager wants to play quicker than 
what Michael Duff has been able to do down the road. Um, so my score prediction, I think, is going to be three-one to Cardiff City, um, and I think we will see goals from Aaron Ramsey, Callum Robinson, and uh, I fancy Josh Bowler to get one as well. I think Josh Bowler could be an important player on the weekend. Uh, Reese says, "Where's everyone's seats for the game?" Me and my brother are at the back of the canton. Reese's mum says, "I hope the players actually show up and play with a bit of passion and pride for teams be- of teams before." Um, so there's there's two ways to look at it, right? Is sometimes the the passion and the pride thing. I get it; like we always want to see that, but in these types of games, that can sometimes cause more problems. Like emotion and passion can cause actually more problems than what is needed. I think what we all agree is what we don't want to see is players who don't give a shit or players who are just not up for it and players who just go through the motions. We want the players to care, but I want the players to perform and I want the players to perform how they have by and largely performed this season so far because I believe if they do that, they will win the football match. I think the manager is tactically very clever. I think he'll have a plan. So say, just for instance, like I highlighted that where I think Swansea could cause us problems is with their two number 10s. I would like to think the manager will have a plan for that. If Liam Cullum's the man who they think can do damage, then the manager will have a plan. I'm confident of that. Been impressed with Bullock so far. Excuse me. Right. Uh, Jaden says, I'm in the Canton race. I've been the same seat 14 years. Go on. Uh, Will says, auction was completed. Meeting the three winners before the game and have something planned for them at halftime as well. Well done, mate. Can't fault you. It's a hell of a track. Uh, Lorna says, am I right? Motorway will be shut Friday, Saturday and Sunday from 8pm till 5am. I'm not sure about that, so you'll have to, uh, you'll have to check that, mate. Uh, I'm not 100% sure, Lorna. Um, but yeah, I think I did see something about a train strike. Just, can you imagine the mayhem? Um, do I? Do we know? Do I know any Swansea fans? Yes, I do. Yes, I do. Um, I've got a couple of close friends who are Swansea fans. Um, T. Reb, very talented rapper, is a full, fully fledged Jack. He's not just from Swansea. He's like a hardcore Jack Bastard. Um, and I got a few mates who are from Swansea who kind of half follow it, like James Lilly and that. Um, so, yeah, there'll be some WhatsApp groups will be f- bumping on the weekend, hopefully in a good way. Um, the kickoff is just insane. I just... Just not... So... Lorna says, I disagree, Side The players of the last few years haven't had a clue about what the derby means to them. It's just another game. Yeah, but no, what I mean is there's a there's a, there's a a thin line. So the comparison I always use is, if you remember when Wales, all these years ago, Wales played Northern Ireland for the first time in a while. And um, in the national anthems, Robbie Savage was like in tears, like he was so overcome with emotion in the national anthem. And then he got sent off stupidly within a few minutes or early in the game. And I just think, you know, look at 
sort of Callum Robinson lost his head in the last one. I just think that yes, I want to see people, I want to see the players care and I want to see the players fighting for the shirt. But they should be doing that every week anyway. I don't need to see players beating their chests and getting the crowd up and all this shit. I don't need to see that. I need to see them playing like they care. I need to see them doing their jobs like they care. Getting stuck into tackles, yes, because that's their job. But I don't need to see the other stuff, which is kind of for show, because ultimately what it comes down to is you can do all that and still lose 3-0 because you weren't doing your jobs and you were too focused on being passionate and emotional and the rest of it. Like, just do your jobs properly, win your tackles, play football. And I firmly believe that if we play as well as we have done this season, that we'll be we'll have too much for Swansea. Even coming off the bench, I think we've got a better bench. I think we've got a better squad on the day. So ultimately, yes, I want to see the players really up for it. And yes, I want to see the players care and stuff like that. But more importantly is how they perform and they do their jobs properly. Um, Tommy Tornado says, I feel a 3-0 win for the Bluebirds. Well, never known such confidence in recent times for the South Wales Derby. Um, Jaden says, let's hope our fans don't sing that sick song. Um, yeah, you've got to behave yourself in it, ultimately. Um Have a look. Reese uh, says, "I'm a, a poor Talbot boy. All my mates growing up with Jacks. Only one, only one is a real diehard Jack, though. And um, to be fair to him, he's knowledgeable fan of football. So can I have a comp- proper footy chat? Yeah. And I think, look, there's um, it's one of them things, isn't it? Right? Is like as you get older, you kind of understand that." Like well, so when I was like in my early twenties and my late teens and and this, like I didn't even want to speak to people from Swansea or Swansea City fans or like I just didn't want anything to do with them whatsoever. But then actually, as I've got older, like some of my closest friends are Swansea fans now, which I never would have thought would have been the case. But I kind of grew up a little bit and got past certain things within the football and and you know it is what it is i'm not saying this for everyone like i don't criticize anyone if they still feel like that but that's just me like in my early 20s and teens and i was doing a lot of things i shouldn't have been doing i didn't even want to have conversations with people from swansea let alone be friends with them and hang around with them but i I, yeah away from this game those guys are my mates and I have conversations with them every day about different stuff, you know. Um, but they'll be having it all week this week and all weekend. Unless it's like, unless Cardiff get trounced and then I'll go mysteriously quiet. Um, and also, here's a question for the chat then, because Tommy's kind of alluded to it there, right? Would you prefer to finish comfortably top 10 maybe have like a late push for the playoffs but lose to Swansea on Saturday or would you rather beat Swansea and be in the bottom half flirt with relegation you never know you know you don't know which way it's going to go and stuff like that and I put that to you guys would you rather beat Swansea 
be in a relegation battle or would you rather lose to Swansea but be up there fighting for playoffs? Because this it means look, it does mean something to beat them always, of course it does. But also you've got to do it in the other games. And whilst I as I have said on numerous occasions, I bar that QPR game, I think Cardiff have been pretty good this year. At times, I think they've been very good. And we should have we should have more points than what we have at the moment. We've only got four points, but I feel like we've played well enough to have at least another three, if not more. Tommy says, um, in other words, it's all very well. I've lost it. Uh, it all, it's all very well beating Swansea, but we need to do it throughout the season. Um, Fisherman says, I don't think it's like the the Ninian Park derby, is it like in 93 with seats being thrown and horses on the pitch? Tommy says, top half playoff challenge, as much as I don't like a dark jacks. Yeah, mate, I um she's got to be realistic, mate, haven't you? Like, I think Cardiff squad's pretty balanced. I still think we're missing probably one fullback and a and a and a genuine top top striker. Like if we could have got Keith Moore and I really, really fancied us to do a play like be pushing for the playoffs. I think the manager's done a wicked job in wheeling and dealing and loans and and he's brought like real good balance to the to the team. I think uh, I agree with you, Jade. And Jaden says we've been very unlucky. I think we have been unlucky, but at some point those late but they those late goals become a bit more than luck. So like the Leeds get the Leeds late goal was a deflection. I think the Leicester goal was a bit scrappy, um, and I think there was there was opportunities to clear that Leicester goal. The late goal that Leicester scored, there was opportunities to clear it, and we the defenders kind of panicked and sliced it and whatever. And also, Mate misses a, a you know a chance that he should be scoring before that. Um. So you know, there's a, a point, or 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 maybe even you know Leicester. If if Mate puts that chance away, maybe we hold on for the win. You just don't know how, how things pan out. Ipswich, you're tuning up and you lose 3 2. And look, Ipswich are at the top for a reason. They've been very, very good all last year and this year as well. They've started off where they left off last year. I thought we Cardiff were very poor against QPR. Um, but then I thought Sheffield Wednesday, I thought we were really good. And I thought actually it was nice to score a late goal for change. Um, so yeah, I think, I think, I think we have been a bit unlucky. Um, Tommy Tornado says Kiefer Moore and Ramsey played in the same surroundings for club and country would have been great. Yeah, I think um, that's one to keep an eye on in January still, I think. I think um, there's still an opportunity to bring him in on loan, maybe, depending on what was happening with Bournemouth and, and where they are. Reese says Michael Def got in trouble for saying this, saying he'd rather promotion than beat us, which is a common sense thing, but you can't say it. You beat him. And it could stick kickstart your season. And that is the thing. Like if Cardiff was to go and beat Swansea at home on Saturday comfortably or just beat them, that gives everything in the club a massive lift coming out of the international break. Because the international break does kill momentum. And I feel like Cardiff had a bit of momentum going out with that going into the break. Even though, you know, we'd we'd lost the Leicester, we'd won two on the bounce. 
uh, no, three on the bounce. No, two on the bounce. And then obviously the Ipswich game sort of killed that. And then the international break denies you the opportunity to come back from it. And unfortunately, it, the international break is just a pain in the bum. But like, in my opinion, like, it's not just the Swansea game. We've got Swansea, then we've got Coventry at home and Sunderland and Blackburn away. Like, four massive games, you know? So a win at Swansea, a win against Swansea sets and lifts the mood around the club and gets everyone right back in it and right back on it. And we know what this championship's like. Once you get a run again, one of wins, you know, two, three wins in a row and you're suddenly you're shooting at the table. And I agree with Jaden what Jaden said. We have been unlucky. We've played good football, but it means nothing if you can't get points on the board. Um, you know, for so many years, Swansea played great football, but it didn't always mean that they got the rewards for the football they were playing. So I'd like to, I really would like to see Cardiff put a comprehensive performance in against Swansea, win, get that thing off their back of, oh, you can't win a self, can't turn up for a Southwest Derby, can't win a surplus Derby, get that off their back, beat them, and then go into that Coventry game at home full of confidence, big crowd, and really kick on from there. Reese says, uh, as games goes, you as the game goes on, you can see our defenders getting nervous. And I think that's it, isn't it? It's like, ideally, ideal scenario is to get a couple of early goals, settle the team down. And then I think the manager made a couple of mistakes with his substitutions against Ipswich, which invited pressure. So we need to be careful of that side of things as well. But we've got a good a good bench, you know. Assuming he goes with the four two three one, so he plays Rawls. You've got Wintle can come on and shore it up. You've got Panzo or one of the centre backs who can come on and, and shore it up. We've got some defensive options who can come on and freshen things up without going like two banks of five and just back it off for twenty minutes to go. Um, Resource says um, you can. They start making little mistakes, and then you can see them all start. They, um, they panic. And they need a commander back there to organise them. No leaders. I think Mark McGuinness will grow into that eventually, but I, I agree he's not there yet. Um, Gutas, I think he's supposed to be that, but I'm not wholly convinced by him um, going forward. Uh, maybe not for Saturday, but after Saturday, my two would be Panzo and, and McGuinness. But I think, you know. Gutas is the manager's man, so I'd be surprised if it's McGillis. I'd be surprised if it's not McGillis who drops out, got to be honest. Um, Tommy says, uh, do you think they'll ever address this international break? Can't stand it myself. Yeah, it is the, it is the worst international break in the whole calendar because you're just getting into the season. Premier League and Championship, teams are just building a bit of momentum and then it's just like, boom, boom. Just kills it. For what? For what? Um, absolute comical. I, I I can't stand this. This this international break in September is my least favourite. Uh, so, um, just to finish off, then very quickly, I'm going to do a couple of predictions for the for the championship overall when I can uh, bring up my championship page. Uh, just going to flick through the fixtures in the championship this week and 
give a couple of predictions just to finish us off and give us a nice nice round finish um reese says might be tough uh might be tough uh to be a leader when you can't speak the language in regards to gutas he seems to be struggling a little bit with the pace of the game from what i've seen so far yeah look the championship is so fast compared to other other divisions other leagues and i think it is it is a problem and that's why look if you look at the three center backs i think panzo and mcginnis makes the best combination they're both young and and strong decent enough on the ball panzo particularly is good on the ball and i think mcginnis can be a leader in the future i just don't think he's quite got the maturity yet i think it'll come uh will has said beluga's already shown he could be ruthless uh he can be he uh he's already shown how ruthless he can be no one is safe after a mediocre performance yeah i mean look he's dropped Arnwick, who was in red hot form and he pulled off tanner who everyone was screaming to start and pulled him off at half time because he wasn't putting the work in so maybe that doesn't mean you know that doesn't mean necessarily that Kutas is going to be his guy I, I don't know um so Friday the 15th um you've got two games you've got Hull versus Coventry and Southampton versus Leicester uh so I think Coventry will beat oh yeah I think Coventry will beat Hull you know Hull have been in good form. Mm, oh, it's at Hull as well. No, I'm going to go with a 1 1 draw there. Uh, Southampton versus Leicester. That's a big game. Southampton got a lot to prove because they got muddy whopped the other day. They got absolutely spanked in their last game. Um, so I'm going to go 2 1 Leicester. Blackburn, Middlesbrough. I'm going to go with 2 0 Blackburn. Middlesbrough being poor this year so far. Bristol City, West Brom, 1 1. Huddersfield Town versus Rotherham. I'm going to go 2-0 Huddersfield. Norwich versus Stoke. 2-1 uh, Stoke. Preston Plymouth, 3-0 Preston. QPR Sunderland. I'm going to go 3-1 Sunderland. Sheffield Wednesday, Ipswich. 3-1 Ipswich. Watford versus Birmingham City. Ooh. Two all. Cardiff City versus Swansea City. Cardiff City three. Swansea City one. And then on Sunday we got Millwall versus Leeds. I think it'll be one all. There you go. There's my predictions for the championship. Very quick, very nice. Uh Reese says, is that tactical tactically naivety though? Uh Tanner is an attacking forward winger whose game isn't defending. It's a bit like asking Rambo to be a box to box man. It is, but in that four-two-three-one system, your job as the wide player in the three is to support the fullbacks, um, so that they don't get doubled up on by the opposing fullback and winger or midfielder and striker. Like, and Cardiff did get doubled up a little bit in that Ipswich game. So, whilst I accept what you're saying that it may, I don't think it's naivety as such because. And ultimately, if you play in a role, whatever your role is, you've got to play that role. So if you're playing number 10 like Ramsey is, you don't have to do the defensive work. If Ramsey was playing as a two in a pivot, 
he's got to do the defensive work. You have to play the role that you're selected to play in the team. Doesn't matter what your natural game is or or what you're best at. It's the role that you're playing for the team. It's a team game, and everyone has a role to play. Uh, Reese is a good mate, but he's never done that defensive role. But I don't think it's it's not asking him to like. It's not asking him to do like anything massively different. I've seen him do it in the EFL games, work back. It's just working back and setting your, getting yourself in the position that your fullback doesn't get overlapped and or underlapped and doubled up on. You don't have to be like the defensive mind, you know, of Britain or whatever. Like you just, I don't. Know. I don't think it was that. Um, so you said uh, expecting him to go out and just do it and then dragging him out to the press afterwards is very unfair. So I thought the the comments in the press were, I didn't think they were neat, I needed. Like he could have just said, I wanted to make a tactical change without drawing any attention to it. But maybe he wanted to give him a bit of a kick up the bum. I don't know. Um, so my thing with Tanner, if that's the reason that he brought him off and he wasn't happy with it, I do understand it because Tanner has done that role in the EFL Cup and worked hard and worked back. So he obviously saw something that he wasn't doing in that game. So he's got to do it, mate. Um, hopefully it doesn't cost him long term because I think, think he's attacking wise, he's been pretty good. Um, Yes. So, um, guys, that's that's about it from me this evening. Uh, basically, please, uh, please do uh, drop a comment after the live chat's finished. But most of all, um, tomorrow night, Roger Giggs on football. Straight after Roger Giggs on football, we've got the introduction episode of the Rise of the Panther series. It's basically a sit-down interview at Eat Sleep Media with myself and, and the manager, my good friend Gareth. Um, and we just tell the story of the team. It's quite emotional one where like they had some some bad times, you know. And then um on Friday is the first episode of Rise of the Panthers. Um it's something I'm very proud of creating, something which I've done completely off my own back, some completely myself. Um we filmed the game, so it's gonna have match highlights, interviews with the players, the manager, it's gonna be a proper little series every Friday night. Um, so yeah, Friday night, game week one, fights, goals, and more. Please, please check it out and share it and all the rest because, yeah, it's like a bit of a passion project and it's something which I'm creating for the boys to have the memories for it. But uh, also, it's a shitload of work like filming it, editing it. I do it all myself at the moment. I am trying to get some film students on board to give them bit of experience so they can at least film it so then i haven't got to try and do everything myself but so if you know any film students or like broadcasting students or whatever who want experience in creating content or you know someone who wants to just film some football matches on a saturday morning um please do get in touch with me uh if you know any local businesses around cardiff and south wales who would like to um get involved and sponsor and stuff like that Please do get involved because, look, 
is a very personal one to me. It's one I'm really excited by, but it's also one which I think if I can get a little bit of help, I think it'll do very well as well. But I want to tell the story of this team and I want to tell the story of their personalities. These kids are from all over Cardiff and it's so unusual for a group of 15-year-olds from all different schools. Teenagers are notoriously moody and argumentative and awkward. They're so close because of everything they've been through and, and it's, it's, it's incredible to witness and I kind of just want to share that with other people whilst also creating something for them to have memories forever and for their families and stuff. And ultimately, keep them off the streets, keep them off the Xbox, keep them off their phones, and keep them doing exercise and something positive with their time. And guys, as always, it's a pleasure. I'll see you tomorrow night. Local businesses, film students, or if you want to film some football, hit me up, spread the word, Help me out a lot. I love you guys. Be good. And if you can't be good, make sure Cardiff City win. Come on, our bluebirds. Sports Social Podcast Network.